fairground stripper, she says. That's awesome. I haven't been to a fair in a while. Are there strippers at fairs? Although, actually, I have been to enough fairs to know that I don't want to see a stripper at a fair. You know what? That's a solid point. When you put it that way, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, it's true. There's a... Yeah, it's like the strip club near where I went to college that I never went to. And I was like, oh, man, I should have gone there. And someone referred to it as Naked Denny's. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going. (laughs) Naked Denny's. Where was that again? What do you mean? He's like, cross streets. He was like, think about what your waitress looked like the last time you were at Denny's. Like, okay, now now think about her naked. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay home. Jesus Christ. I remember at my bachelor party, they took me to a, uh, they took me to a strip club. And um, the the stripper was making fun of me because she was rubbing her junk or she was waving her junk in my face and I was leaning back and she was like, look at him. He thinks it's going to bite him. And I'm like, yeah, because it looks like it's fucking infected. Get away. <laughs> what the fuck? That's really I funny. know what syphilis looks and like. And she smiled at me with her gap tooth missing. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Did we find the, the C team? What is this? I paid. I paid good money for that guy. I told you not to go there. That you know, for lunch on a Tuesday. That's never good. Yeah, cheaper. It was cheaper. It was cheaper. Okay, uh, you're listening to Give Me Five podcast, episode two hundred and thirty-one. You were listening to. We're talking to no one now. Uh, episode two thirty-one. They have all turned us off, or maybe we turned them off. This is the Give Me Five podcast. We review strip clubs all over the South Florida area. <laughs> uh, we are and a, Naked Denny's. Yes. We are a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. Uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of streaming stuff, movies, and whatever happens to uh, come into our minds. Uh, my name is... Why is that changed? That is. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong script. Oh, no. I'm looking at the wrong script here. I don't even know my own name because I'm not looking at the script. Oh, uh, God. Your name is Vince Wharton. There you go. My name is Vince Wharton, and I am joined by Tommy Bass. That's you, Omar. Hey. hey. Oh, I thought that was going to be me. Yeah, I wanted that's... to be the singing bass. Oh, uh, that's good. No, that's 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 uh, Tommy Lee's real name. Cause oh. And Frank Ferrano. That's, that's me. That's Nikki Six, I'm, isn't it? I'm Frank. Yeah, it's Nikki Six. Hi, Frank. Uh, this week... We're going to chat about the finale of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, you, know, you guys liked it. See what you guys thought. Yeah. Uh, the first four episodes of the Pam and Tommy sh- uh, show. What are, what are those called when it's a sh- uh, not a documentary? Is it Mocu- a... Uh, not really a mockumentary. Um, yeah. Biopic? Biopic. That's the word I was looking there for. Thank you, sir. Yep. Finally. 232 episodes in and Rob is finally useful. <laughs> Ooh. So proud. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, and the Amazon series. every night. Oh. It's yeah. true. I am. The legend of Vox Machina. So that, those are the things we're going to talk about. And what else are we going to do with him? We're going to spoil some things. 
There we go. Was was that what you were headed towards? It was. It is. Because because we are we're we're gonna spoil things. If you don't want us to spoil things, you know the you know the deal. Either pause it and go watch it and come back, or skip ahead and come back. But make sure you come back because we have things to say, and you may want to hear them. So this week, we are recording a couple days after the Super Bowl. So, of course, a lot of the Super Bowl commercials uh, are when they reveal the summer movies. Oh, God. And that Super Bowl was such a crock of crap. Eh, we're not getting into that. Uh, we uh, There was a bunch of movie trailers, TV show trailers, things along those lines. And uh, a lot of you know, things are kind of backed up to the summer. So... There's a lot, so let's, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, did you guys happen to see the Doctor Strange trailer and then go kind of watch the longer one online on YouTube? No, I oh, don't. there's a longer one online? No, I didn't I, realize that. Yes. I don't, I don't, I, I've said it before, I feel like trailers give away too much, so I stay away. Okay. So you're going to want to step away from this podcast now. <laughs> the, the trailer was was really very good. Uh, this is directed by Sam Raimi, who did the Spider-Man movies, and of course, Evil Dead. Yeah. And it is definitely a horror-themed situation. There's there's some some good old-fashioned horror in there. Uh, but did you... I don't know, like, if it was on the... Tra- like, I couldn't really hear the trailer on the Super Bowl. There's oh, I could. Kids. Did you hear the voice? I did hear the voice. And in fact, I pointed it out. So who... Was the voice? The this voice. is what everyone's talking about. This is a, a might be a spoiler, possibly. The voice or, was Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes. There's a moment where it, everything gets quiet, the music drops away, and you hear a voice to say something like, "We're going to tell you the truth" or something like that. And and talking about recognizing voices, I'm pretty sure that I nailed the voice recognition in a trailer a couple of months ago, and you guys corrected me and were wrong. Fair enough. That was Dan Aykroyd, and I believe you guys told me it was Bill Murray, but that's all right. Ghostbusters. Speaking of, rest in peace, Ivan Reitman. Oh, yes. that's right. Of Ghost, Ghostbusters. My man. We're not going to have too much chance to talk about that, but... Um, but yes, it was Sir Patrick Stewart, which means that they are bringing X-Men, in a way, into the MCU. There's a couple little things, comic book-wise. There's a, a moment where he walks into a room, one of those rooms that looks like... Where there's like a tribunal kind of sitting higher up. It almost looks like uh, a surgery theater in a way, that kind of look. Uh, that looks very much like it could be the Illuminati, which is in the comics, and it's like Reed Richards and, and uh, Charles mm-hmm. Xavier and Namor and technically Tony Stark, but who knows? So it could be a Tony from another universe. could be a Tony from another universe. That hopefully looks like uh, an out of shape bald guy from Orlando. I- I'm waiting, casting agent. <laughs> <laughs> no. Somewhere, 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 no acting skill. Somewhere, there's a casting agent going. All right, we just got the green light. Yep. <laughs> send him the send him the contract. Look, In we can get him really, somewhere. really cheap. Yeah, we can get him super cheap. He's not an actor, but he's cheap. Anyway, uh, so that trailer I thought looked really good. It was it was very enticing, and uh, it got a lot of people that I was around that might not have liked the first Doctor Strange movie very interested. So I think it did a good job. Uh, 
let's talk about you guys put on the Jurassic World and Lord of the Rings. So go ahead and talk about those since we're kind of Super Bowl. Those themed. were those were also trailers that were that were dropped during the Super Bowl. Um, that was actually the first look that I'd had at the Lord of the Rings series that Amazon is going to do. It is Amazon, right? Correct. Yes. Um, did you did you happen to see that trailer? I did. In uh, it looks good. amazing, doesn't it? Yep. Remember that was the one we talked about the. That was the first anyone had seen anything of it. They released pictures of it like three days ago, mm-hmm. like an Entertainment Weekly or something. That was the one we talked about, where it had a gigundous uh, budget. Budget, yeah. Basically, the same it, to make that is about the same amount of money that Jeff Bezos makes in approximately twenty-seven minutes on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, which is a significant amount of money. Yes. So we're talking huge <laughs> numbers. The, but the yeah. trailer looks beautiful i mean it's got it's got the same epic feel to it as the as the lord of the rings trilogy and the fellowship of the ring trilogy um the the beautiful visuals i i don't know what story they're actually going to tell i think they're telling the story of the forging of the rings of power is that right because it's lord of the rings rings of power i believe is the name of the of the series so it's a pre 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 prequel Right, so they're they're basically telling the forging of the rings of power. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. That actually comes. I really out hope so- they don't make it be like you know Sauron is really a misunderstood good guy and he just got broken up with by someone. Yeah, that would be stupid. <laughs> he, he got dumped, so he tried. So yeah. he got angry and took over. He went home. He got home and his college roommate was banging his like girlfriend. Oh my god! And he was like, "That's it. We... Come tree people, let's make." <laughs> rings <laughs> but that that's due out september 2nd and the other one that we saw that i i had no idea about was jurassic world domination did you hear did you know that was coming out this year i knew it was coming out i didn't know it was coming out this year i didn't oh, even hear anything I, about it yeah i hadn't either i hadn't heard anything it wasn't about until it. the olympics because uh the the little like teasers before each of the olympic events and i've had a hard time watching the olympics this year but that's a whole other like political thing yeah i haven't uh, watched any of it uh, I love the Olympics, but I just have a very hard time supporting anything going on in China. Because um, China sucks. Oh! Uh, I mean, Did with what they're doing. With what they're China? doing. We already were. There's no oh. way we were on there. Like, they, I guarantee that they've censored us because I said Winnie the Pooh once or something. <laughs> well, let's not get political about it, but you know how the Chinese feel about Winnie the Pooh. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. That's, but you're, you the, make, the, yeah. they're. The president, Xi, looks like, or what is it, Xi? Xi looks like Winnie the Pooh. And as a result, if anyone is caught with Winnie the Pooh paraphernalia out there, they're, they disappear. That's real quick. right. That's not, a, that's not a joke. That's right. <laughs> wow. I, I forgot anyway, about that. That's just a small thing that they're doing. But anyway, uh, long story. What do they do in Disney? Doesn't, don't they have a Disney in Shanghai? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. You, I guess there's Disney no Winnie the Pooh, whatever. Disney will, bend, Disney will bend backwards for money. It's been discussed, but let's we're going off we're going off the rails here. And so will anyway, the NBA. <laughs> in, be, in, in yeah, true. In between the um the different events, they'll have like they'll do like a little camera going through like ski trails and stuff like that, and they have like raptors and stuff running around in there. Yeah, I have not seen during, that commercial. Not it's like a commercial or a teaser. It's not anything, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what'd you think of that trailer? Um, I'm excited for it. It it actually is bringing together the original the original cast and the subsequent Jurassic World casts. So you're going to have you're going to have uh Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt uh starring alongside 
uh, Laura Dern and uh, Sam Neill. Oh, that's cool. So you're gonna have uh, what was her name? Ellie, Ellie something yeah. or other, and Doctor Grant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'd be cool if it was not if Sam Neill wasn't playing Doctor Grant if he was playing the guy from uh, Event Horizon. Oh, I love that movie. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> so good. That's a great idea. Dinosaurs with like soulless eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's Liberate I. I look... <laughs> I think we just wrote. A, I just think we just wrote the best movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. I think that I, one of the things I really like is dinosaurs in like real life situations. Mm-hmm. We see the dinosaurs hanging around that construction site in the trailer, and it really sucked. In I think it was. Uh, Jurassic Park 2 or 3 like they did that a little bit and it just wasn't great but this looks really good and yeah, I'm, this I, is say, I'm, I'm saying this it. as someone who didn't like the second Jurassic World very much and and that is actually due out relatively quickly I mean it's it's actually a month after Doctor Strange Doctor Strange is due out May 6th and Jurassic World Domination comes out June 10th Nice. Yeah, both hoping for huge summer movies. I'm very excited out for both, actually. Yeah. And we will, of course, be covering them on the Give Me Five podcast. Indeed. The other two little things here, and I do want to go quick on these. Uh, Bioshock movie was alive, dead, alive, dead, dead, alive, alive, dead. Uh, it was just picked up by Netflix, so it will be alive again and on Netflix. Bioshock is a video game and like with a sunken city and uh, little girls that have these giant robot things and they're terrifying. And I may or may not have wet myself while playing that game as I was being chased by them. And I think now that Netflix has picked it up, it's going to be alive until it's produced. Correct. And then right before we started recording, Wait, is that going to be a live action? Before, the, did you say? Yes. The Bioshock one. Okay. Yes. Uh, right as before is we started this recording, next one, uh, Chippendales rescue Rangers, which I had no idea was coming. I knew that's going to be Disney I. plus. Interesting. So as our Disneyphile, Rob, what do you mm-hmm. think? I mm, I like the idea of the movie because it looks like um, you know, there's their Chip and Dale are struggling for for uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not validity, but um like their show is canceled or yeah, it, it looks like the end of a behind the music sequence. Right. <laughs> they're they're struggling for relevance and in an event and in an effort to stay relevant, Dale undergoes a procedure, and he calls it the CGI procedure. So it looks like for the movie, Chip is going to be cartoon animated, and Dale is going to be CGI. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's interesting. It's a funny little twist. That's I like funny. it. The thing that I don't like is I absolutely hate their voices. Because we're used to the high-pitched voices, and this is Andy Samberg and someone else. And, and it's, it's terrible. Like legit. I mean, if, if you're a fan of the cartoon from the nineties, you will hate the voices because they do not sound like chipmunks. They don't sound like the, the voices that you would expect to come out of them. I mean, it's almost like seeing, seeing a woman and hear her voice talk like this. (laughs) It's like, what the, what just came out of your mouth? (laughs) It, it, it threw me too. It, remi- it reminded me of a, one of my favorite sketches on or little bits on Family Guy where they're talking about Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know which I'm ta- what I'm talking about, where they're like, yeah, Jim Henson thought it was nothing too, and now we have wrong sounding Muppets. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I shouldn't laugh at that, but fuck, Family Guy is so funny. That's so funny. They, they show like you know uh, Kermit standing there, and she's talking to someone in, in Kermit. He's like, hey, I'm Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, like, oh, that's like that I, hurts I my heart. I, yeah, it hurts my heart that I think that's funny. It is funny. I think Jim Henson was. I've read. I, if you haven't read his book, absolutely everyone on the planet should. It's really good, and he would he would have laughed. Is that his? Yeah. Is it an autobiography? What? Which? What is it? Oh no, he he. It, it's a biography. It's just a biography. But it's book. written by. Okay. It's been written by one of the a phenomenal biographer uh, who just wrote something else too that I covered on the show, but it's, it's not only is it a biography, but it's also uplifting and almost like a, you know, live your dream kind of thing. That's cool. Okay. But with Jim Henson's sense of humor, you think he would have appreciated the joke? Oh yeah. I mean, he grew up in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, that dude definitely had sex in a big bird costume. There's no way that he did. <laughs> and childhood's ruined. It's not in the book though. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting and uh, and yet you're aroused. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't say. Wait, wait, uh, which one of us are you talking to? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right on both counts. What, are you ta- what am I talking about? <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. This is why we're censored in China. <laughs> <laughs> and now to something even more ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, I'm gonna go to our what I like to call our Florida story, our WTF of the week. Welcome and, to Florida. And all you know, I, I try to tease the story for you, so I just said Zoom Vroom. 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 Now mm. this uh, actually happened in April, but it just came out today, the story. A woman was at the Orlando airport, right down the road okay. from where I live. And she was intoxicated. She said she had two drinks. Uh if she had only had two drinks, they were definitely drunk out of like I don't know, one of those like push pale mop carts because she was drunk. I watched the video. Uh, and they told her she couldn't get on her airplane. Now, I don't know. She was a Florida woman, even though she was flying to New York. So it was close. It was almost not a Florida story, although we have done some Florida stories where the people were from Florida but did something like bit a camel's testicles in Virginia or something. I remember um, that one. Who doesn't? In fact, that was my story. <laughs> yep, yep. The camel remembers. It. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so they told her she couldn't get on the plane, so she zoomed off on her motorized suitcase, <laughs> drunk driving on a suitcase in a uh, uh, in an airport. Now, here's the thing: the all of the video I saw was from the um, from was from the cops' uh, camera, and the dude first of all has the patience of goddamn saint. Like, I, I will applaud the officer because taser, he's like taser. So, no, so like he is, you know how the airports usually work. He is on his bike facing towards one of the like desks with like all of the chairs and stuff to his right. So he's facing mm-hmm. away, and she zooms the other way. And he's like talking to his camera. He's like, "Yep, yeah, well, there's about to be a police officer." Like he's saying it to the camera for, you know, I guess legal reasons. He's like, "There's about to be a police officer riding a bike through an airport, chasing a woman on a motorized <laughs> suitcase." Oh, he even calls the he like calls the play basically. Yeah, and he's like, damn, that thing moves faster than I thought it does as she zooms down the <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> so he chases her and gets up. And uh, by the way, I did prepare a little bit of um, music for exactly what this looked like. I think I know what this is going to be. There it is. There it is. Chase it all the way down to the tram. It's a little bit belligerent. And one of the things that, uh, you know, she's like, hey. He's like, how much did you drink? She's like, I'm the two drinks. That kind of stuff. He also, she curses at him. And he's like, look, I've been very nice for the past 15 minutes as you're being a dipshit, basically. He didn't say dipshit. Um, she gave him the finger, all this stuff. And then she uh, spits on him. And he, he goes, please stop spitting. And she's like, I only spit one time. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it again. Uh, eventually, she did and she did get caught and brought out to a car. Uh, her name, by the way. We don't want to miss out on this little bit of celebrity. Uh, Chelsea Elston, 32 years old. Uh, she then, in the, when she was put into the police car, she did $1,200 in damage to the police car by ripping apart the fabric headliner. And as these things always end, defecated in the seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she was released from Orange County Jail on $13,500 bond. And uh, the attorneys uh, for her just, uh, declined uh, to comment on the pending prosecution. That, that is... Uh, our Florida story of the week. Wow. So. Sigh. Yeah. People are Florida. That's a typical two-drink night. That's fine. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Where, yeah. What's the problem? What's, I, I mean, know, what, what are you guys giving her such a hard time for? Whatever. <laughs> Who hasn't gotten drunk and ridden away on a, a motorized, motorized suitcase? suitcase. <laughs> and then yeah. you take a nice poop in the backseat of a cop car. Feel good. <laughs> I always feel better <laughs> after a good dump. <laughs> I just try to clear my head and my bowels. Officer, uh, I feel I a think... lot better now. I could fly to New York right now. <laughs> I think the best part of that story is the cop going, man, those things move a lot faster than I thought they did. <laughs> Yeah, that's really funny. I did not expect that. We didn't expect the whole story, man. That's really funny. Yeah, that is such He's a Florida a, story. So his, what he his exact words, which I didn't actually read. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have a bike pursuing a suitcase in a minute. He said. Um. <laughs> Driving a suitcase. That's so weird. What? Why do we need motorized suitcases? Intoxicated, no less. Jeez. <laughs> was is that drunk driving? That was. I was just gonna say. Does that get a DUI? Motorized ve- Motorized vehicle. Did she get a DUI? He said, oh, man, that thing goes fast. Jeez. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's awesome. Welcome to Florida. I want one of those now. <laughs> I've seen them at, at tailgates. Like, they have motorized coolers that you can ride around on. Oh, that's so funny. Put your, put your beers in. So you put your beers in the cooler. But, um, okay, well, that is uh, Florida. It really is. Uh, you mm. mentioned, well, let's talk about our patrons. Someone very quickly talk about our patrons. Our patrons rock and our patrons roll. Um, so if you want to become a patron for just $5 per month, 
we can invite you into our uh, Discord chat where all kinds of fun and yummy things happen. Um, you get early access to the movie that we're going to be reviewing, early access mm-hmm. to the top five list. You get a special birthday episode where um, everything that we say about you is I hopefully made up. Like, for example, uh, Jubal's likes to ride around on suitcases. Um, the there are higher ranges that you can that you can uh, get into. Uh, you can access show notes. You can curate an episode. You can join us as uh, some of our patrons have. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. That's F I V E please, not the number five. And again, guys, that's just five dollars a month. And it's because of our patrons that we're able to keep doing this. So we love all of you. And they are awesome. They're like, it's a great group. So. What do we, what do we, do we want to talk about Boba Fett first? Yeah, let's start off with Boba. Let's, let's uh, not go long here, but you did mention Bryce Dallas Howard earlier with the Jurassic Park thing. I did. She is a fantastic director. Yeah, she really is. She has done several episodes of Boba Fett. Yep. And all of the good ones. Yeah. I think. Okay, so Book of Boba Fett came to an end. Uh, semi-epic battle. I wonder what you guys thought before I say a word. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett came to an end two episodes before the series did. Fair enough. Because the last two episodes of Book of Boba Fett were The Mandalorian. <laughs> well, yes, and then it came back, and then it did come back. I would say episode five and six were really just Mandalorian, and then they... As I as I suspected, they brought it all back together in that last episode. And I thought, by the way, I thought that last episode kicked ass. I was I was a big fan. I liked it. I feel like it was jam packed with stuff. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of Easter eggs in there that I didn't even catch. Um, I enjoyed it. I th- I thought it was a really really fun episode. There was a couple of things in there that were it nice. was, but I, I liked it. It was super awesome. To, and I knew it was going to happen when they introduced the Rancor, but it was super awesome to see Boba Fett riding the Rancor. But my question is, you went all the way back to your palace and got the Rancor? Instead of Slave 1? Yeah! Oh, good <laughs> Why point. Why did you not get your starship and just come and obliterate those things? That's a really good point. Because yeah, we've, we've seen that starship blow up some significantly shielded things. That's one of my, that was one of my things. There was a, it was fun, but first of all, Robert Rodriguez directed, uh, he did Desperado, he did, uh, mm-hmm. what, From Dust Till Dawn, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that episode that reminded me of like, like, you remember when you were a kid, there was that one kid that like you'd play with that always cheated at everything <laughs> and you'd like, and you'd like be playing guns or something and they like you'd. Both, like, one person would come in a door and the other person would come in the same door, like, the other way on the same door. And, like, you'd shoot them point blank while playing guns and be like, you missed. Yeah, yeah you're like, standing right the there. Toy. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was, that was great. I mean, no, no, who, who would do that? <laughs> I said, ki- I said when we were kids, that happens now. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fair. But, like, you know, or, like, with toys, you know, like, they're, like, you missed me. Like, I'm literally a foot away from you in toy world. But anyway. It seemed a lot like that. There was just a lot of like these. They 
so basically it's an epic battle in the city. Eventually this gang releases these giant upgraded versions of the uh the droids, the little droidicas. They're they're shielded. They got what four giant cannons. Yeah. And they can't hit shit and the cannons are weak as fuck. I can't imagine that the cannons didn't go through the walls where like the where that whole like team was hiding. I thought they'd all be dead. And they're just like little waddle and dob walls too. It's I mean the the guns are just super weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was and surprising. It was very much a like a Robert Rodriguez thing where the weapons needed to be as powerful as they needed to be for that scene. And and I'm not being a Star Wars nerd here. I, it's just one of those things that like it pulled me out of it where especially like it was a lot of just shooting at this thing where there was no proof that it was doing anything. Like there were people standing up in the line of fire to shoot a little the little holdout blaster thing at a shielded thing that's not having any effect whatsoever. I was wondering about that too. I was like, why, why, like why, why you're wasting you're your revealing time? Revealing where you are, <clears throat> like find a way to do it because you're you know that it's not working. It's chasing you through the entire city, and you're just pew 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 pew. A couple of it was just a couple of times they sort of explained ungood. that it was drawing fire, which uh, that makes sense. I understand, but yeah. but but a lot of it was just shooting at it. And nothing was happening, and nothing nothing was ever going to happen. It wasn't going to change. You weren't going to win. You weren't going to you weren't going to dent the shield because it's not that kind of shield. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on on your critique of that. You saw some some semi new beloved characters die. Uh, you saw a few characters absorb some massive hits, like uh, Black Kirstan, the the Wookiee bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah, he absorbed, he absorbed some shots and from the big cannon, I think, or no, they were it was from other cannons, uh, as well as the Rancor took some point blank shots. Um, but then other characters, bad guys, if they took the same shots, they got launched into a wall. <laughs> so I, it was just a little uneven for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, re- it's exactly the type of th- type of episode of something I love, where it's just basically one long build up to a battle and then a battle. But I just wish that there was, like, someone there being like, okay, this is the power of this weapon, and it needs to be consistent all the way through. So, right. I like, a, they needed a continuity dolphin. They <laughs> a continuity dolphin. Wow. I've been raising a continuity dolphin in my pool. <laughs> uh, do dolphins swim upside down and smell like rotting flesh? No. Okay, no. we need to get ourselves a new <laughs> continuity dolphin. Something else. I'm just... I'm not a vet. No. <laughs> Okay, explains all the turkey. <laughs> wow, we'll we'll circle back to that whole thing some other time. <laughs> My bad. You tried. Explains all the pita people out front. He he tried using the hole. Wait, you what? know oh. he did. I mean, let's not play these games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we know. I'm not here to judge. I'm but. offended. <laughs> Dolphins everywhere that you would even think such a thing. I, I mean, ultimately, I really enjoyed the 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 wrapping up of the series. I'm very much looking forward to the next season of Mandalorian. Absolutely. The, now, the the little hug of Grogu seeing the Mandalorian again was adorable. And if you had the sound up, there's a little like eh! sound as he hopped into to the Mandalorian's arms for the hug. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. Which, like, when he's on the back of the the Skiff thing, the thing, the, the what are they called? Where the person runs the runs with the cart behind him? Uh, rickshaw. Yeah, like the rickshaw, and he jumps out of the rickshaw and into the Mandalorian's arms. Mandalorian's like, uh, not right now. 
That was super cute. cute. But yeah. yeah. Can I ask a question about Grogu? In the previous episode, he's being trained by by um, Luke Skywalker. Correct. And that was a super cute episode. Too. That was a good one. That was a, that was a really good episode. His little facial expressions, especially when Luke levitated all the all frogs. frogs. He was like, oh. yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Um, best part of that ep- the best part of that episode, which we did not talk about, was Luke and Ahsoka, because Ahsoka mm-hmm. knew Luke's father far more than Luke ever did, mm-hmm. and you know, just briefly saying, "You remind me of your father" or something like that. It was. I want to see that conversation. Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff in that episode, but at one point he's training Grogu, and he says something to the effect that it's almost like I'm not training him, but he's remembering. Mm. Did you catch that? Does that what does that mean? I did. I did. What should that. I know? Um, what What does that mean? What do you remember? He's not a baby. He's like fifty or sixty, mm-hmm. and and he was there during the purge, so it's entirely possible that something happened. Order sixty six. Yeah. So it's possible that he had already been mostly trained, and either he got brain wiped or something, or you know they haven't really explained that yet. But I do have a feeling that there's going to be a he won't be a Jedi necessarily, but a Force-trained bounty hunter that happens to be, you know, eight inches tall. So they I, they were saying that, because there is a scene where there's like a, sort of a, showing like what his memory is, and they're being attacked by stormtroopers or whatever they were. I think it was stormtroopers. It was kind of the, the in-between clone troopers. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. And, uh... And you're right, it's true that he's, you know, many years old because they grow, they age much slower. So that's what it was referring to? It wasn't some other... I think. <clears throat> I mean, I think he had been training. Okay. So we will we will find I out. I guess we will. I, I do like that Star Wars is starting to leave little threads that can lead to other shows. Uh, I believe this might also have been the death of Cad Bane. Speaking of, they are, they did release the Cad Bane... Uh, Hasbro Black Series toy today. I don't know if you saw it. I did see one of them, but I think we'll probably get another one. Yeah. Because we'll probably get a... uh, We'll probably get a... A Book of Boba Fett version of Cad Bane as well. Which which one's Because the one that was released was not the Book of Boba Fett version. It was the the Bad Batch version of Cad Bane. Cad Bane's the the bad guy cowboy? Yeah, the blue guy. Yes. He was pretty awesome. Now, what what you don't know, Omar, because um, you're cooler than us, is that Cad Bane actually trained Boba Fett at a younger age? Oh, okay. And there was, and then they kind of there was a battle in the in the canon, I believe, cartoon series where if you know Boba Fett has that dent on his yeah. helmet, that is from him taking a blast to the face from Cad Bane. Interesting yeah, forehead because they, there are some references to their past in this last yeah. episode, and of course I didn't get him, but I haven't seen all of the cartoon series, so I'm not... well. I'm going to need you to do that before our next episode. <laughs> all <laughs> done. Of them. Watch all 325 episodes. Um, I'm going to go put on some coffee and quit my job. So, (laughs) no problem. I'm I'm on it. I'm a team player. I don't know. People complained about about Book of Boba Fett because it wasn't exactly what they wanted. Um, It was entertaining. When this week came around, I was a little sad that I didn't have something to watch. Or it's technically tomorrow. But, yeah. I was a little sad when I was like, oh, crap. What am I going to watch on Wednesday? Because that's kind of like the halfway point when I can, like, I get done with a lot of my work. And yeah, very soon I'm going to run out of stuff to watch on Thursday, too. Well, what is What's that? What's coming up? It's on, what is... Peacemaker. Oh, Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, Peacemaker as well. 
Yeah, because Wednesday was Book of Boba Fett, Thursday is Peacemaker, and so Friday next episode is, we'll, is we'll Vox close Machina. out. Yeah, next episode we will close out Peacemaker and all of its eagle hugging glory. Oh yeah, I'm a few episodes behind on that one, but that's good. So that was Book of Boba Fett. Uh, you just mentioned Vox, Vox Machina, mm-hmm. Rob. So uh, why don't you uh, talk about that? Am, am I the only one who has seen this? That's I have correct. not. Have you have you seen the source material? Have you seen Critical Role? I've listened to Critical Role actually. Okay, a, a little bit. I didn't, so, I didn't realize that was the source material. I knew that there was something that had the source material. the The Legend of Vox Machina is a series on Amazon Prime. It was originally released on January twenty eighth of twenty twenty two, and they basically do three episodes a week. It comes out on Fridays, so they'll release three episodes like every Friday. Uh, the first season looks like it's 13 episodes, and I think so far we're on episode 9. So this week they may release four episodes, or maybe they'll split it up two and two. I don't know. But um, it does star Laura Bailey, Taliesin Jaffe, Ashley Johnson, Liam O'Brien, Marisha Ray, Sam Rigel, Travis Willingham, Matthew Mercer, Stephanie Beatrice, and Gray Griffin. Now there are some other names they just play like like bit characters here and there. But they are fairly fairly uh well-known names. Um but the synopsis is in a in a desperate attempt to pay off a mounting bar tab, a band of misfits end up on a quest to save the realm of Exandria from dark magical forces. <laughs> that is that is an oversimplification, but it's I mean, my initial thoughts, I I'll just go ahead and jump in with that. I mean, it, it's basically D&D with violent animation, almost like an anime-style animation, you know, where, you know, people get chopped off and blood, or, you know, their heads chopped off, blood sprays, or people get crushed, and there's, like, blood spatter everywhere. So it's it's very violent animation, but it's but there's also a lot of comedy and debauchery involved. I absolutely love this show. Um, at points, it kind of reminds me of the graphic novel series. Have you ever heard of Looking for Group? No, I've not. It's it's a graphic novel series that is kind of like a parody of World of Warcraft. So if you've ever played World of Warcraft, Looking for Group is hilarious. It's very funny. You let me borrow that book for a while, and then you went back to a travel gig, and I ended up borrowing it for several months. Then you came back, and I gave it back to you. It was funny. And, and you liked it, right? I did, and I don't like any. Okay, I don't like. It's not that I don't like anything. I, it, I'm not a big Warcraft person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, it, it was. It's, it's very funny. But it, the, this show really is enjoyable. It's got a solid story um, about a misfit band of adventurers, and I, I would, I would agree with the synopsis on that. The, they're often ridiculed, and they're, you know, they're kind of down on their luck. They end up taking this big job that you know, no one else really wants because everybody who takes it kind of dies. And they kind of stumble ass backwards into a victory and end up on this giant adventure afterwards as protectors of the realm because they, they you know, won this other victory. They have their own trials and tribulations. Not Not all the characters really get spotlight roles, but the ones that do get spotlight roles, they, they've actually done some really interesting storytelling. And... And I've I've actually I've actually been fairly engrossed in the stories that they have decided to tell. I I mean I highly recommend this series. It's it's heartfelt. It's funny. It I mean Jesus episode three 
this one sucked. This one got me in just at the end of episode three. The 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 credits for episode three roll with Scanlan Shorthalt, who is the gnomish bard, singing an original song called "Pull on My Motherfucking Beads of Love." <laughs> And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is, in fact, a song about <clears throat> anal beads. Okay. And it's glorious. Oh, my God. I I really enjoy this show. It's a lot of fun. I, I recommend it. Well, I didn't realize it was more comedy-based. The only reason I haven't watched it is because I've got a lot of lore stuffed in my head now from, like, the five or six shows that all came out at the same time. You know, like every and movies like Dune and and the Foundation and all that stuff, and I was like, I needed a break, but now yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that because that is, sounds it, right up my alley. It it is very if you like Mythic Quest, you'll probably like this. I love Mythic Quest. I know it's it's a little bit more D and D than Mythic Quest is, but it's I I would say it's along the same lines of the humor. Gotcha, and I also really like Stephanie Beatrice too. Ah, yes. And Ashley Johnson. Excellent. Where are we at here? I I think we're on to your thing, the... uh... Pam and Tommy? Yes, Pam and Tommy. Interesting. Uh, Pam and Tommy, we talked about that a while ago when they did the casting and they showed uh, Lily James and Sebastian Stan doing their makeup tests and holy crap. Mm-hmm. They looked exactly like Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Um, Lily James more so than Sebastian Stan, but mm-hmm. also there's a lot more um, makeup ability. You know, like people draw on their like pointy eye things, and it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pam and Tommy came out uh, February second of 2022. It is on Hulu. Uh, the first four episodes came out. It is an eight episode series. As I said before, Lily James is Pamela Anderson. Sebastian Stan is Tommy Lee. Seth Rogen is Rand Gauthier. Nick Offerman is Uncle Milty. Uh, Taylor Schilling, do you know that name by any chance? No. She's Not the okay. lead from Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The, yeah, she is uh, Erica, a, uh, I guess, a porn star that kind of sort of is dating Rand, but it's... Um, anyway, uh, this is a true story. It follows the story of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's relationship, going back to their uh, very quick whirlwind romance, but also uh, showing the theft of their sex tape, which was one of the big uh, pop culture touchstones of the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when the internet was getting started, and it was one of the first big leaks. You know, This type of thing led to stuff like Kim Kardashian, led to the Paris Hilton sex tape. Uh, led to a lot of that other stuff, and led to the rules and laws being changed for the better, of course. I've only seen the first episode of this, and I I really feel like Tommy Lee's a douchebag. <laughs> so here here was the deal. I was, as I've said before, you know, just last episode even, Motley Crue fan, seen him in concert, have their albums. Uh, I was always well aware that Tommy Lee became very famous at a very young age and is pretty much stuck in that age. That's not an excuse. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. He is perpetually 17. 
So that's a really here was good my way thought. to look at it. Yeah. So my thought when I was watching this in that first episode, you and me had exactly the same thought. He's a big douchebag. My fear was, are they making him more of a douchebag because they want to soften the illegality of what the main guy does, uh, Rand, who's played by Seth uh, Rogen? And I'm not sure because I haven't seen the other episodes. But no. that being said, I saw the first episode. And my thoughts on that episode were, Jesus Christ, Tommy is a total douchebag. Then my thought was, yeah, but Pam didn't deserve that. The guy who did this is a douchebag, too. What the fuck? Yes. You are a normal, well-adjusted human <laughs> being. Because you you're right. Um, to- Let's slow, slow down. I, Hold on a second. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I I have a rebuttal. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I would like to posit the fact that he is not. <laughs> We're talking like in comparison to Tom and Pam, right? Im- imagine if you will Tom. a dead dolphin that Rob says you enjoyed the hole on. So, um, have you not been listening to him for two hundred and thirty-one episodes? <laughs> I'm just saying you're way flying off the handle here, Greg. Chill. Sorry, That's okay. no. I think you're right. Um, so. Yeah, here's the deal. Like, basically, the Tommy Lee parts are 100% accurate as far as I can, like, gather. And mm-hmm. this is from him and from everyone else involved. So, he's basically the guy. It's weird. The one thing they changed is they make him a carpenter, and he was actually an electrician, which is weird. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. There's no reason to change it. Um, he the, So, the guy that steals the tape... He's doing a bunch of work. He's down on his luck. All true. He has to buy all of the supplies first. And then when it comes time to pay, Tommy Lee keeps on making changes to what he wants. Because he wants this massive sex palace. And that tracks. Yeah. Basically, when he's like, well, I, there's certain things that I can't do and can't do and this and that and whatever. Tommy Lee's like, fine, you're doing shitty work anyway. I'm going to fire you. Doesn't pay him. And even and he basically the guy loses $20,000 on the deal like real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's $20,000, 1998 money. And then stole his tools. And then when the guy came back to get his tools, Tommy Lee pulls a shotgun on him and says, get the fuck off my property. They're my tools now. Um, one, Every bit of that is 100% true. Huh. Um, so from that case, and this is why I think this is really good, because from that case, you actually, when you can be like, okay, fine, fuck you. I'm getting my money back somehow. Um, the guy, Tommy Lee was torturing the dude in his garage, like, studio, by aiming guns at him. You're like, ah, oh, it's not loaded. You're like, again, shit that only a fucking douchebag idiot 17-year-old would, you know, mm-hmm. 17-year-old in a 40-year-old's body would do. With, with millions who's never of seen dollars. any repercussions. Yeah. yeah, who's never seen any repercussions for any shit he's ever done. Um, and then, but the problem is, Pam Anderson is actually kind of sweet. And, and a total victim in this case. Yeah. You know, she is She is a sweet Canadian girl in a bombshell's body. And I believe that that, and no one respected her. Um, and I don't think, and she absolutely did not deserve that. And the acting is great. Like, I was, there are a lot of clips that came out in the kind of Me Too era of these, like, talk show, of talk show hosts like Jay Leno and stuff, like, pushing actresses to talk about shit they don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, Lindsay Lohan, oh, so did you drink this weekend? Like, stuff like that. Like, 
you know, people that are in recovery and you think, oh, he's a comedian, he's fucking with people. And like, they show Jay Leno like talking about talking to Pamela Anderson or Lily uh, James as Pamela Anderson. It's a super awkward scene, too. Was was that how it was? If you because that obviously thing, wasn't Jay Leno. That was an actor playing Jay Leno because he didn't yeah. really look if like If you, you can find the clip online, it's just like that, where she looks at the camera and you can kind of see her die inside. Mm. So the acting is um, not good. Uh, the Lily James, who was Cinderella in uh, the live-action Cinderella movie, uh, she nails it. Yeah. She nails Pam Anderson's everything. And she looks like Pam Anderson once they get yeah. everything. It's like, shit. Yeah. Now, there is, of course, some other... Like, you haven't gotten far enough to see um, a whole lot of uh, of uh, Winter Soldier's penis. Oh, God. Uh, you will. You'll, you've probably seen him in a thong at this point. Omar needs to know which episodes it is and what... I'm so offended. Stamp. Which episode? <laughs> yeah. I, I need to write an angry email. I'm going to need to the time the timestamp, exactly. This is going to be strongly Also, worded. I'm going to need to get a 4K OLED television. Strongly something, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's not shy with the, the penis-ness there. Um, there's, there is a part... I don't know if... I don't remember. So when everything like comes together... There's a part where Tommy Lee is talking to this like private investigator, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I think I know who it was." It's well, he, Tommy doesn't even figure it out. He doesn't put two and two together because he's a dumbass. The investigator's like, "Okay, was there anyone that might do this?" And he's like, "I don't know. The last time I saw the safe, it was like after I, after I kicked this uh, carpenter out of my house." Oh, okay. Yeah, he wanted to get paid, and I fucking refused to pay him. <laughs> the investigator's like, "Go on." <laughs> And he's like, he's like, well, why? He's like, oh, because of this. And, and but Tam, Pam Anderson's there, like, wait, you didn't pay him? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, did you see him again? He's like, yeah, he came back for his tools, and I refused to give them to him. And Pam is like, why didn't you give him his tools? He's like, fuck that guy. Pam's like, Tommy, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what? And like, what are you thinking? Like, what? That's uh, okay. Shut up, Omar. I'm sorry. Go he's, ahead. He's thinking he's rich and famous, has lots of money, and no repercussions. You're not going to do, do anything with the tools. What are you doing? Just give him the fucking tools. Because he's right. a 17-year-old in a millionaire's body. And I thought it was ridiculous that he was saying that, I have to hire all these new people now, and do you know what that's going to cost me? And it's like, motherfucker, you didn't pay them anything. So what, it hasn't cost you anything so right. far. Right, so far your cost is zero. <laughs> yeah. Some poor guy who's yeah. trying to do work for you. It cost him, not you. <clears throat> it's weird, because like, I, I was very aware of all of this stuff. Like, not the porn tape necessarily, because it took about two years to really, like, get out to us, because it was being sold out of, like, like the back of a car, and it mm-hmm. wasn't really on the internet for a few years. But, like, I remember this era when Tommy Lee all of a sudden thought he was a rapper. Yeah. And was, like, all of a sudden had, like, cornrows. Yep. And you're like, just three years ago, you were, like, making fun of this stuff, and now all of a sudden you're Kid Rock. Uh, it was, it was an interesting era. Um, he had, now there is a scene that it is a famous scene already. Um, Rob, it, this might. Do you want to be shocked when this scene happens, or do you want? No, to tell you, you can go ahead. Uh, there is a scene in which Tommy Lee has a conversation with his own penis. Eh. Um, don't we all? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I recant what I said earlier. Rob being a well-adjusted person. That's fun. Rob, is the penis in the room talking to us now? 
actually, I can hear yours. <laughs> Rob's like, you don't hear it? Like, what do you... <laughs> the time has come to kill. <laughs> like, and I actually hear Omar's penis talking to your penis. Do you guys not hear that? Guys, they're trying to have a private conversation. Can you, like, at least pretend to ignore it? You guys are so rude. I have two little... We, we have little microphones attached to our zippers. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, the the in question is voiced by Jason Matsuzakis. Of uh, well, really? I of course love, love him from you know wow. who he is, right? Yeah. But, um, of course, I, I know him and love him from uh, How Did This Get Made? But he's also in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he. What a weird credit to have. It's. <laughs> so, and and basically, yeah, I got to be Tommy Lee's penis. <laughs> He talks about it on his on one of their episodes, which I thankfully watched. Out. I was I was surprised at that because I didn't know that was uh, that was coming. But he basically Tommy Lee meets Pamela Anderson and then falls in love with her right away. And he had just gotten over the relationship with Heather Locklear. Was actually dating Bobby Brown at the time, uh, the Cherry Pie Girl. And oh, not not yeah. Bobby Brown, the R and B singer. No, no, no. I, no, I feel like we would have heard about that. Um, you know, it's his prerogative. <laughs> ah, Zing. <laughs> And he, uh, so he's basically like, the penis is like, whoa, 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 hold on. We just got over this. I need to party. And he's like, no, no, but I love this one. She's like, no, 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 let me take over here. And he's like actually having this conversation. But you actually see it, and they actually made a little, like, penis puppet, and the little, like, your uh, pee hole is, like, opening and closing, like oh a mouth. Oh, God, that's so weird. Oh, it's wow. very awkward to watch. Um, uh, Yeah. And I believe that he was high enough for that to have actually Yeah, that's happened. probably based on a real thing. But here, here's the thing. That is based on something real, and I've forgotten about it because I read Tommy Lee's autobiography. And it's the it's like the opening chapter of his autobiography. It's a conversation with his penis. Oh, wow. He's having a conversation with his penis, and the penis is like, you know, let me write the book because everyone wants to know how long I am and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually put it in the in the movie. Um, wow. I've loved it. I've thought it's very interesting. It is a very cool timeline of of that era. I love seeing some of the stuff that I had heard about knowing a little more about it. Um, I like that I'm like torn on certain things. It's not, it's not making up my mind for me about who is the villain here, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, I think is good. It's putting all the facts out there and they're actual facts and letting you decide, you know, yeah, Tommy Lee kind of deserved it, but Pamela Anderson didn't, but no one does anyone really deserve the privacy thing. Uh, so I thought it was, I thought it's interesting. So I, my big, my big issue with this is, is also like, is this going to be sort of, um, exploitative style of, of movie or, or I mean of show, or is it, I feel like it'll be like CD Hollywood, whatever, like like the way of the storytelling and the way that they like portray them. So, and so biopic style, like the movie of the week where like something would happen. And then you see like the Nancy Kerrigan story, like a month later, uh, this actually has a pretty high budget and a lot of big names on it. Um, at first I was not cheesy. When I saw the Jay Leno guy, when I saw the Jay Leno guy, I was like, okay, is this going to be weird? And I have completely in my mind, it's Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson when I'm watching it now. Okay. Like they look so right, much I'll like them. Okay. okay. All right. So. Fair enough. I'm. Yeah. It's. Uh, and my wife is entertained as well. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. 
How does your son like Tommy it? Lee's penis? Yeah, my, yeah they, that, he actually uh, on one of the episodes. Actually, it was the episode uh, that I was talking about with the talking penis. He didn't come down at that part, but um, he, uh, he. I heard him like open up his door and start walking down the stairs. I'm like, pause. Just turn <laughs> the TV off. <laughs> oh God, no! Take that off Just the screen. Turn the TV off. Like, <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> screen off. Like, yeah, when you like when you have to panic, turn something off, and you don't know what to do, so you just like throw the remote through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> throw the remote. <laughs> oh, That's God. funny. Wife's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it's for the best. <laughs> the remote is just yeah, stuck it's... halfway through the, the screen with like smoke coming out of it. And but it doesn't actually turn off the screen. It just shifts everything to the left, and it just so happens that it's a perfect image of the penis on the left yeah, side right. of the screen with the remote smoking on the right side. <laughs> exactly. Damn it. That's funny. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that's all our topics, I think. I believe it is. But it does lead us up to the question, the Give Me Five question of the week, as we are trying to find time to do our Side B episodes. The question. Uh, as I said a bunch of times, uh, this the Lily James as Pamela Anderson and Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee have been spot on. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Some of the other actors, the people that play Motley Crue, they're only seen in a second for like a second, but they don't look quite like him. Uh, like uh, Mick Mars is positively handsome, even. But beyond that, uh, I was thinking about other times that uh, actors or have played real people in TV shows or streaming or movies and nailed it. Got it spot on. Now it doesn't have to be the perfect biopic or anything like that. But how you know when when an actor plays a real person and you're like, holy crap, I don't even see that real person as someone else anymore. Uh, that is our top five of the week. Who wants to go first? I, I um, I mean, I can. I, I are you are you do ready, it. Omar? Do you want I, to go I'm, first, or do you want I, me to go? Go for it. Jump on it. All right. Well, um, I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, I will I will give an honorable mention definitely to Daniel Day Lewis's Lincoln, and I'm only doing that because I I just decided I'm going to bump him off the list so that I can include somebody from this on here. Um, but yeah, Daniel Day Lewis playing Lincoln. Um, there's there there's been a couple of decent ones. I mean, Taron Edgerton playing Elton John in Rocket Man was was uh very good and he 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 actually can sing um but i'll start with my number five my number five is going to be rami malik playing freddie mercury in bohemian rhapsody nice my number four is going to be um uh lily james playing pamela anderson my number three is going to be val kilmer playing jim morrison in the doors who exactly (laughs) My number two is going to be Jamie Foxx playing Ray Charles in Ray. But my number one, and I don't I don't even care if it's accurate, because it is probably <laughs> one of my favorite roles of all time, and I don't give a shit what you say. My number one is going to be Val Kilmer playing Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Oh, that's awesome. It's not like anyone has video footage of the actual Doc Holliday. That's right. I don't know how accurate it is. I mean, I've seen pictures. I mean, it's kind of close, but you know what? I don't care because yeah, it Kilmer is a twice. magnificent role. 
and Val Kilmer was probably the highlight he of that. He was movie. absolutely the highlight of the movie. It's fantastic. Yes. I'm your huckleberry. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so... I found out that's actually not the most quoted Doc Holliday line. The most quoted Doc Holliday line, apparently, is you're a daisy if you do. Really? Yeah. Huh. I thought it was, what are you doing to that dolphin? <laughs> Things just took a turn. Um. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go next. Okay. Uh, let's see. Go for it. I had fifteen. <laughs> I narrowed it down to three, four, five, seven. I narrowed it down to twelve. <laughs> so, um. All right. One of the criteria that I use, like I had, I had to have seen the movie. Because I saw a lot on there, like I wanted to throw in Lincoln, you know, just but I hadn't seen it, so I, I can't really like vouch for it. But but he's such a great actor that whatever. How did you not see I, Lincoln? Yeah, I know, I know. I rushed out yeah, and saw that movie. No, on the I, first I'll, day. I'll see it eventually. But um, so in order to, all right, I guess I have to mention Val Kilmer in the doors because <laughs> he really was very good. Even though I do, I I. That's more of an honorable mention for me because now that I, you know, after reading biographies about him and stuff, it seems like his his portrayal was a little bit on the Oliver Stone side. In other words, a bit overblown, um, but that's fine. He was great at it. Um, I think my number five is going to be Tom Hardy and the movie Legend. Um, Tom Hardy plays two characters. The the they were. They were the Cray brothers, and they were like gangsters in London in the late 60s. And he plays both characters. They're twi- they were twins. And he fucking kills it. Like, he's so good in that movie. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, number four, because of the time that it was made, this is probably a little bit of an overblown characterization, but by all accounts, it really isn't. I'm going to go with George C. Scott as Patton. That was a fantastic movie, and right. he like really killed it. Like That role was amazing. Um, I can picture George C. Scott as Patton before I can actually picture Patton. Right, exactly, yeah. And you, everyone knows that scene where he's standing in front of the big American flag and everything. Um, there's so many good ones, and it's hard for me to like cut these out. But um, Remy Malek uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, was fucking, he was amazing. Like, he was really, really, mm-hmm. like, everybody knows. I know that's more of a new one. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Jim Carrey in Man on the Moon. Um, he was really, really good. Like, he was absolutely amazing in that. He, like, became a different person. And my number one is going to be Jamie Foxx's Ray and Ray, like Ray Charles. Because it was, I mean, he, I saw, I remember seeing a little video uh, might might have been on a documentary. I don't remember. And it's Jamie Fox dressed up in full Ray Charles, you know, gear, sitting actually next to Ray Charles, and he's kind of and like they're both kind of talking, and you almost can't tell which one's which. And the, even the movements and everything that they were doing, they were laughing, and how Ray Charles kind of moved back and forth and clapped and stuff. It was stunning to see. Like it was, it was absolutely unbelievable. So my number one's going to go to uh, Jamie Foxx for Ray. Yeah. Right. 
And then I'm sorry to the other 14 that I didn't mention or whatever. I went a little bit of a different route, which is weird because I usually – uh, I will start off with my honorable mention. That's Lily James as Pamela Anderson. Uh, just too fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's only been four episodes out of eight. So, I mean, obviously she's nailing it and she is a you know, star turn actress right there. Uh, number five, I'm going to go Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash. Okay. I don't know much about Johnny Cash. I, I happen to like his music quite a bit. Uh, but there's a part of me that sees Johnny Cash as Joaquin Phoenix now. Yeah, he killed and it. Hears he hears him as. Uh, so that would be number five. Number four, Daniel Day-Lewis is Abe Lincoln. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis could literally play anything, and he would he like he embodies the character. He could play like an oil yeah. magnet. He could play a bloated corpse of a dolphin in my swimming pool. <laughs> and he and would, you would still try and have sex with his blowhole? I cannot vouch for that <laughs> statement. I cannot confirm, confirm nor deny. Nor deny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three is John Lithgow as Churchill in uh, uh, The Crown. Oh, yeah. Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury is my number two. Uh, Number one, this was such a good performance. One, it won her an Academy Award. Two, it made it so I couldn't find what actually is a beautiful woman attractive for a very long time, and that is Charlize Theron as Eileen Warnos. Oh, yeah. Uh, It wasn't into – what's that really cool stylized spy movie that Charlize Theron was in? Atomic Atomic Blonde. Blonde, yeah. It wasn't until Atomic Blonde where I – didn't see Charlize Theron as Eileen Warnos, and that's been like seven yeah, years. Yeah, that's later. a long time. It was more than seven years, I think, right? No, maybe. Possibly. I don't know. But either way, she was so good. And like, I mean, part of that, you have to give credit to the makeup people because um, Eileen Warnos had a lot of uh, sun damage to her skin, mm-hmm. and they got the makeup. Perfect. Is that why she looked like that? It was like sunspots? She had a very bad life. I mean, it doesn't give me an excuse, but uh, yeah, she had. You know, she was homeless yeah. for a while. She was – no one treated her correctly from her stepfather, father, whoever, all the way down. I don't know too much about her, but um, I would say that would be nice. And number one, good job, Charlene, Charlene's throne. Was there's it, a ton of them. Was it Monster where she played? Yes, correct. correct. Okay, so Monster was 2003. Okay. Atomic Blonde was 2017. Damn. Wow, that's crazy. So 14 years. Uh, in a related story, I'm old. <laughs> Which I didn't need to be reminded after the um, after the Super Bowl halftime show when it was like, you know, they're like, Dr. Dre is 51 and Eminem is 49. And what? When when people were like, yeah, it's about time they hired someone from my era instead of hiring people like, you know, old, like the Rolling Stones or whatever. And you're like, it's not that far off, y'all. That's basically the same amount of time from when they were new to now to when we were listening, like, in the early 90s then. to, I don't know, Hendrix or Credence or whatever. Or the Doors. <laughs> yep. yep. Isn't that wild? So, uh, yeah, but she was, I mean, I don't think you saw her other movies. I think you just didn't. Because, I mean, she was in Aeon Flux in 2005. She looked that. I saw that, but it was not. She was in Hancock in 2008. She was in A Million Ways to Die in the West in 2014. She was in Italian Job the same year that Monster came out, 2003. I'm not, no, I mean, she was she was also in, I think, some of the uh, Fast and the Furious movies, too. Yeah, but those really? were after um, Atomic Blonde.
And we've got a patron list. Uh, this comes from our patron of unusual size, Alec. Hey, Give Me Five podcast, top five performances based on real-life people. Uh, my bonus uh, or honorable mention is the TV show American Crime Story. I thought pretty much everybody uh, was great in it. Um, uh, Christopher Darden, played by Sterling K. Brown, I thought he was great. Uh, Courtney B. Vance playing Johnny Cochran. Sarah Paulson playing Marsha Clark. Even Cuba Green Jr. playing O.J. I thought they all were pretty effective. So that would be my honorable mention. Uh, number five. Jesse Eisenberg in the Social Network. I thought uh, he's been a pretty he was a pretty great Mark Zuckerberg, uh, and it's, it's still kind of uncanny how well he was able to do that. Number four, Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln. I thought that was a pretty tall order to play Lincoln, and he actually pulled that off pretty well. Number three, Angela Bassett for uh, What's Love Got to Do with It. She was Tina Turner in that. I thought she was amazing. Number two, uh, Robert De Niro. I haven't kind of a tie for two movies. He was great in Raging Bull as Jake LaMotta. I didn't necessarily know who that was until I saw the movie, but if you you know look it up, it's it's pretty cool and uncanny. But also he played Al Capone in that. that I think that works too. And then number one, I know um, Rob's not a big fan, but I am. And that's Denzel Washington. And uh, as Malcolm X, I thought that that's, even when I see a video of Malcolm X, I'm still pretty impressed by what Denzel was able to do with that movie and with, with that uh real-life person. So that's my list. I know it was pretty movie-heavy, but um, uh, those were the best ones I can think of. Hope you like it. Thanks. Bye. And thank you very much, Alec. A wonderful list as usual. And now we are going to close out this episode. Take us out of here, Omar. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a okay. Rob thing. No, 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 because <laughs> Rob's got to do his thing and say his his kooky whatever. And I can't top that. Okay, so I can't if top that. Uh, you want to complain, if you want to complain, uh, you can contact us at GiveMe5Podcast.com or check us out on Twitter at GiveMe5Pod or Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. Uh, oh, that and, stuff? Uh, leave oh, us a review. Okay. Yeah, well, it's done now. Yeah, that's the contact information. Oh, I was thinking of your has awesome your name, thing. The one that has your yeah. name next to it. No. Ridiculous. It's like, I'm Tommy tonight. I see it. I see a it. A 17-year-old man child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Rob's uh, awesome weird stuff that he says. He's, I'm giving him a little bit of time to think of something. <laughs> um, he's pulling him out of a fishbowl. So, uh, yeah, if you uh, want to check us out on any of those places, you can also leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are using. That helps a lot. Uh, guys, we talked about it briefly the other week, but I think I cut some of it out of the podcast. But um, I did find that we were uh, rising up the charts in Zimbabwe. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. How are the good people of Zimbabwe um, treating us this week? Uh, let's see here. I can try to find. Think of it. Hopefully, I didn't get that out of my phone here. Um, we we and are we still hanging? I was just going to say, where are my Fijians at? What? <laughs> uh, on Chartable dot com. In case I do have the Fiji podcast rankings up. Um, well, this week we are number seventeen in mm. Fiji. Oh, so we dropped. We got to step spot. up our game. Uh, we are, we are a couple episodes ahead of uh, the. We are actually ahead of the movies that made me, which is the podcast version of the you know the movies that mm-hmm. us or whatever. Um, we are also ahead of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, the, <laughs> the, the official foundation podcast, um, and uh, some Marvel podcast. Wait, this is in Fiji. Okay. Yes, in okay. Fiji. 
You're ahead of those. We Fiji, are... come back. <laughs> we are, we are, however, uh, understandably, four episodes behind Bollywood Weekly. Well, you can't well, go uh, those guys like that. Number one podcast in Fiji is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> but I will say that when I first saw this last week, it made me happy because Brett Goldstein, who is uh, Roy Kent in uh, Ted Lasso, the sweary soccer yeah. football player. You said he had his own podcast uh, too, right? He has a podcast called Movies to Die For, and it's it's very good. He basically asks people like really random questions. He's like, you just died. What was the last movie you watched? That kind of thing. It's literally every single person says that if you die, if they died watching a movie, they want it to be Princess Bride. Like almost every single person says that that's the movie that is the best to die to, like in a, in a positive way. Okay, like love that movie. Um, but anyway, so when I first looked at this, I was we were one ahead of him. We were twelve and he was thirteen, and it made me like 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 I know it's a matter of like four people probably, but it made me like so happy because I listened to that podcast and I respect that podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. But anyway, I'll shut up now. Rob, say something weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening. Come on back and hear us again. And remember, like I always say, that is not a rash. That's an STD. <laughs>